This is Recorded Future, Inside Threat Intelligence for Cybersecurity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of the Recorded Future podcast. I'm Dave Bittner from the CyberWire. Our guest today is Jason Bernier. He's a penetration tester working to help organizations ensure their systems are secure and helping them understand where their weaknesses may be. He's got some insightful stories to share from his work, along with practical advice for folks looking to find their place in the industry. To be sure, it is serious work, but there's no question Jason is passionate about his job and he has a good time doing it. Stay with us. I started getting into security, gosh, about 20 years ago now. I started with the military. I uh, got my recent foundations doing a lot of IT work, uh, a lot of grunt work on the help desk, and then working my way up into be the sysadmin. And eventually, at some point, I got uh, recognized, and uh, I was sent to a security school where they ended up having me doing a lot of vulnerability assessments, um, just kind of plugging things and making everything, um, just patching everything, and viewing the reports and just kind of sending them out to our, uh, our higher-up. Once I got out, uh, I just continued down that path and uh, eventually got to where I'm at now, where I'm doing pen testing and uh, red teaming full-time. Now, when you headed into the military initially, was this uh, what you had your sights set on? No, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, when I joined the military, it was kind of a, on the whim, honestly. Uh, I'd gotten a postcard in the mail one day, and uh, it was from the Navy, and it said, you can you know, go on submarines, you can be a Navy SEAL, you can do this, <laughs> you can do that, so... Um, I filled out what I liked and, uh, the recruiter called me uh, like two days later. And I think two days after that I, I joined and, uh, I was uh, supposed to be doing radio, uh, communications. Hmm. But I suppose, uh, it worked out. You, you did find something that was interesting to you and you've been able to continue that career. Oh, definitely. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I got to learn all kinds of different things. I, I've got to do radio, I got to do IT and then got to do security and, it gave me a solid pathway for where I'm at now and um, gave me clearance and everything else I needed to make my way into pen testing. Um, now, how do you contrast uh, the work that you're doing now versus the work you're doing in the military? Is it still just uh, same sort of stuff, but uh, you don't have to wear a uniform every day? Yeah, well, in the military, I didn't do pen testing. I was just vulnerability assessments. Um, I see. And it's come a long way. I mean, this is 20 years ago, so security is not... Uh, it's. Today, it's not today what it was back then. How is it different? Uh, nobody took it seriously back then. Um, hmm. I, I, it, back then, I wasn't very good at it either. So it's not like I was like this expert. I just was running tools and then you know running reports. But it gave me a solid foundation. So what sort of uh, stuff are you doing these days when it comes to penetration testing? To I mean, to the degree that you can describe it to us, um, what's your day to day like? Well, my day day to day is pretty pretty hectic for the most part. Um, I, I didn't realize how much work I was going to be getting into. Uh, this client has uh, thousands thousands of systems, and they all have to be done every year. So uh, I, I didn't give it the time in doing five to ten different pen tests. Um, and it's everything from scoping everything out to contacting the, the system owners and getting it scheduled to actually doing it and then performing the pen test and reporting. Now, for folks who may not be familiar with what really goes into penetration testing, how do you describe it? How do I describe it? Well, it's just uh, doing a lot of scanning enumerations of the systems and see what's vulnerable. 
and then trying to actually exploit that. And if you can, um, record your steps so that uh, you can they can be reproduced and the customer receives it, and then they can have an idea of how to fix it. And in addition, we give them uh, suggested uh, mitigation techniques and uh, what we think they should do to fix it to prevent it from happening in the future. Now, are, are you uh, doing anything on the social engineering side of things as well? Um, occasionally, we could do some phishing. Um, we're mm. not authorized to do any kind of phone calls or anything like that. Uh, I'd be interested to see how many people would actually fall for that these days, but we're not authorized to. What What, what is your assessment in, in terms of um, overall, when, when you look at the, the vulnerabilities that you encounter, um, how how much are, are folks keeping up on things like patching and making sure their systems are secure? It really depends on the customer. Um, I'm doing a pen test today. That actually, it started yesterday. Um, I did the same client a year ago, and lo and behold, there's still the same vulnerabilities there. Um, hmm. They really haven't mitigated much. Uh, and in addition, they opened up some additional holes because I found something else and I get shells from a different avenue. Now, is, is there a standard uh, you know, suite of, of tools and techniques that you use as a starting point when you're going in to do your testing? Um, I just start with, uh, with in-mapping or things that are built into Cali. Being with the government, they don't put a lot of money into certain things like that. Uh, we do get some software that's uh, the pro version, like uh, maybe Burp Suite or something, but that's not a whole lot that we get. So everything's pretty much open sourced. Do you do you ever run into stuff that uh, that surprises you that you didn't really expect? Um, yeah, um, I remember doing an assessment uh, a couple months ago, uh, and it was a pretty well known vulnerability. And when I got in, all I had to do was see what permissions I had, and lo and behold, I had root. So I was just surprised that somebody <laughs> would just allow that user that was running. It should have been running in a low context user, but as root instead. Oh, that's interesting. Now, you mentioned that uh, with some of your clients, you, you get to go back, uh, you know, it's, it's an annual thing. You're revisiting systems that you've, you've visited before. Um, do you find yourself saying, oh, you know, I remember these folks and, uh, you know, oh, good, they've, they've patched up this or, you know, shame on them. They still have to take care of these things. Yeah, I, have, I keep um, all our reports. So before I go back and do something, I, I review them all. And that's the first thing I'm going to try is something I did before to see if they bothered to patch it. Hmm. Now, you have a number of uh, certifications as well, uh, to your credit. Um, what do you see the benefit there is for investing the time and getting those? Um, I th- the biggest one that I got was the OSCP, and that's definitely opened some doors for me. Um, it got me noticed and got me interviews, but it didn't get me the job. Um, the experience and my, my frame of mind and uh, just passion for uh, what I do is what got me the job. At least, I think that's what I think. And what's your, what's your, um, your strategy when you go into an interview? Um, I just try to be myself and um, and answer as best I can. I, I don't um, like to lie and I don't like to pretend like I know something. Uh, if I don't know something, then uh, I'll be upfront about it, but I'll try and come up with an educated guess uh, from what I know and then see if I can come up with an answer or at least have a conversation so that the person I'm interviewing with uh, has an idea of what my, um, my skill set is. Yeah. Now, in terms of, of your own team and, uh, you know, team building and, and working with the folks around you, do you have a particular style with those sorts of interactions? Uh, well, I have one other team member. It's just two of us doing all these pen tests, but uh, we hmm. are pretty, we, we have the same type of personality. We get along pretty well. We're pretty both uh, down to earth and grounded, I think. And, uh, you know, neither of us have an attitude or we don't think anybody is better than anybody else. We're just trying to help the customer and stay uh, patched and prevent anybody else from getting in who shouldn't be there. 
I want to switch gears a little bit and, and talk about threat intelligence, uh, which, as you know, is a you know topic that we we cover here uh, on this podcast. Um, you know, what part do you think threat intelligence plays in organizations' ability to defend themselves? Uh, so we have a team that does that does that does a lot of research, and uh, these I think it's pretty good because they send out emails um, several times a day when new things come out, and it it it, it can help the users on our networks to, to see what's going on. You know, they may not know that there's some sort of phishing campaign going on, uh, and they may click on a link. But if they had seen that, maybe they wouldn't. So it's, I think it's a pretty good idea to for them to do their research and send things out, and so that uh, everybody's aware and just has a general idea. And maybe that one percent, you know, will stop uh, something else from happening in the future. How much of of the work that you do, or, or um, I guess your your approach to advising people for how to defend themselves? I mean, obviously, there's the technical side of it, but there's that human side as well, where you, people need to be trained. Oh, most definitely, and that's uh, I think that's probably a, the biggest part of what you see today is uh, most people are filing for some sort of phishing scam. I, I I can't tell you how many times I've I've in the past have sent out emails to trick users into clicking on things, and I remember doing an assessment uh, like three years ago, um, and I sent out an email that was preying on the users' fears, knowing that if they didn't do their training they would lose their internet access in the network. So mm. I, I sent out, uh, <laughs> yeah, I sent out about 50 emails. I think I got 40 something shells back. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I heard a, a, one uh, a conversation I was having with someone who was, uh, he sent, he was tasked with sending a message out to some folks in the military. And uh, he said all he had to do was, you know, bring up the specter of them having trouble with their retirement or, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. And um, everyone responded. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants a retirement. And when it comes to money, nobody wants that mess with so people will click on it. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. What sort of advice do you have for people who are looking to pursue a career you know, similar to what you're doing now? Um, do you think that it's education is important, the time in the military, getting the certifications? What sort of uh, words of wisdom do you have? For me, I really thought that my military time helped me out because it gave me the clearance and it just um, opened doors for me as far as um, meeting people. But uh, education is always a good thing. It's it's not going to get you the job. It's not going to get the experience, but it'll show that you can do something and stick with it for the long term. The certifications you know, that makes you study a certain topic, again, it's not going to get you the job. What's going to get you the job, I think, is having a passion and doing things that, you should, that you're not expected to do. Like my, behind me is my lab, you know, so when a new exploit comes out of new vulnerability, I'll load it up and I'll start learning how to do it. And uh, nobody tells me to do this. It's not something I've been tasked to do. It's just something I do because I want to learn. I want to know more. So I'm always downloading new VMs or, you know, I'm on hack the box and, you know, uh, trying to exploit those VMs and things like that. So the biggest part is just having that passion, just wanting to know more, just getting it done and uh, getting into it and showing that. Yeah. Staying current and uh, being able to keep up with everything. Oh, definitely. Being current and just knowing the latest exploits. Uh, I, I, it's happened to me plenty of times where something new came out while I was in the middle of assessment, and I was, it was that all I needed to get past what I was doing. Do you have any uh, any stories, any particular uh, incidents that stand out that uh, that you found uh, particularly interesting or entertaining? Yeah, that um, that same assessment where I sent out all those emails, got a bunch of access back. One of them happened to be uh, an enterprise administrator. They were smart enough to have separate um, accounts for their admin, but this admin user, we were able to get his credentials. And so it's just, it just just amazing me that an enterprise admin was doing this. And then 
uh, they had known that a red team was coming because we were watching his chat. And he was uh, chatting with one of the other uh, Adams saying, weren't those uh, red team jerks coming? And <laughs> so he started writing a script to try and um, uh, decode one of our our scripts that was going on. And every time he was writing the script, I was entering keys in there to prevent him from doing it. As long as he was trying to delay them. <laughs> oh, my. Because as soon as he figured it out, we got blocked. Ah, interesting, interesting. So you're playing a little cat and mouse with him. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it was already too late. I was just trying to get my team more time to download some things. I mean, we already had Enterprise Admin and had the uh, golden ticket and everything. So, <laughs> but, I mean, that's you bring up an interesting point. I mean, how many folks know that you're coming? They're not supposed to know. Sometimes it gets leaked um, when it comes to red teams. Pen testing, I, I don't care that they know. I mean, we'll have to sit down with the client and their technical people. And then I don't care if they patch or what, you know, it's, that's fine. Uh, but when it comes to red teaming, there's maybe a handful of people that, that should know, but sometimes it gets leaked out. Yeah. It really sounds to me like, um, you know, on top of, uh, keeping up with your technical chops and, and, uh, you know, keeping people safe. It sounds to me like you're, you're having a lot of fun. Like you enjoy the work you do. Oh, I definitely enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm learning something and it's, I'm doing something I'm, that you're not supposed to be typically doing and knowing that if you were just, if it went in my position, if I was just some random guy and I could get caught, you know, it's just that kind of thrill. And, and ultimately I am helping and uh, I'm making a difference as far as trying to keep people out. Yeah. It's interesting to me too, because, uh, you know, with the work you do, you have that, that sort of get out of jail free card, but it must be fun knowing that, uh, you know, you're, like you say, it's fun to, to kind of sneak around. It's fun to know that you, you could, even though you're not going to, but uh, you could use uh, those powers to, to get in and, and poke around, uh, you know, even though you, you, you think better of it. Oh, definitely. It's, it's a thrill. Uh, and uh, there are, when I was with the Red Team before, there were some assessments where um, some of the cops on base didn't even know that we were supposed to be there. So there's always that element that you could get arrested and taken into jail and uh i mean you had your get out jail free card but it's always that you don't know what these people know and you just have to go along with what they say and then once you're uh, reprimanded they uh, they take your uh, credentials to see that your ex is supposed to be there and verify your authenticity our thanks to jason bernier for joining us don't forget to sign up for the Recorded Future Cyber Daily email, where every day you'll receive the top results for trending technical indicators that are crossing the web. Cyber news, targeted industries, threat actors, exploited vulnerabilities, malware, suspicious IP addresses, and much more. You can find that at recordedfuture.com intel. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll subscribe and help spread the word among your colleagues and online. The Recorded Future podcast team includes coordinating producer Zane Picorni, executive producer Greg Barrett. The show is produced by The Cyberwire with editor John Petrick, executive producer Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.